Ready, ready? All right, rip it. What's up, everybody? Welcome back into week eight of the Water Boys podcast. We got a packed episode for you guys, a bunch to talk about. It's been a while since we last talked to you guys. Ben, how, how have you been, man? How was your week? I've been good. Week was good. Um, until last night. I'm going to see basketball. Yeah. We'll get into that later. But yeah, no. uh, yeah overall, um, having a good time. Your Eagles won. You know, I can't yeah. never complain yeah. about that. They, I, they overcame their enemies. So it was a close again, game, though. Close it was. Game. Whenever you ask me how I'm doing, I always just talk about like, whether my team's won. And that's and that's, <laughs> what else is there telling. to really base off your life? You know, yeah. Mia, yeah. how are you doing? I'm actually doing pretty good. Um, yeah, I don't know. Like, I don't... <laughs> life is good. I mean, I have a my master stuff is lining up, so we're. When are you on track to be done with everything? Uh, end of spring. So I graduate in the springtime. What you were supposed to do, Yusuf. I don't know if you're doing that anymore. Listen um, here, guys. Ben graduates in the in the December. Me graduates in the spring. So listen, just just be grateful. You guys are listening to us all talk together <laughs> at once because this so is sad. this is not permanent, you know. So yeah. no, but um, I get to visit the USA Hockey facility in, tomorrow. In yeah, tomorrow, yeah, and I'm meeting cool. one of the coaches or like the. Uh, managers for one of the teams tomorrow and i'm really excited about it because it's like that's the main aspect of what my project wanted to be about so i'm excited about that fingers crossed for I me i also am i have two options because i'm also um zooming oh the girl who's i think i'm pretty sure it's a woman because it could be a man i don't know um <laughs> because they're the head coach of like on their bio it says head coach of ohio state hockey um women's hockey so i was like interesting that would be pretty cool yeah you it's should a good connection to learn make. a little bit more about them <laughs> yeah. before you interview no, because them. you find no, out what gender she is no, no there's she, no there's maybe, no i don't know there's no profile on it i just like i got a list of emails from the usa hockey thing you gotta do Michigan. some digging though you gotta yeah. google some no, this is where your website, journalism their website has no information i literally had to dig dig deep to find something yeah i i probably emailed about 40 people and those are the people that responded and i was like and it took them two weeks two to three weeks to re actually respond to me so i was like i was getting worried there for a hot minute and i was like you know like we may not be you know plagued with the exams and the calculus homework that maybe some other majors have to deal with but as journalism majors like we have to like do stuff like Mia just described, like send a crap ton of email. I mean, I'm sure everybody has to do it, but like our future is heavily dependent on the connections we make and the like, you yeah, know, just being social and personable. Yeah, it. I mean, like, let's be real here. It's not, it's not like harder. Like, I don't know. Like, I find just being social as like a requirement of your major like yeah like engineering majors might struggle with it but like right. you know what i mean like it that's to each of, most own, people are so everybody has built for like bro if you if i if i was an engineering major i would have probably dropped out two years ago after calculus one i just don't want to over like no, oh yeah, no, we, I'm not saying like being a journalist in the world. No, 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 yeah, we're, art, our life is easy. The art of interviewing, knowing how to do a real interview, a lot of people struggle with that. And I find that very fascinating because I'm the person who does all the lead interviews for my documentary, like the Capstone documentary class. And like, they were like all like jitterish about interviewing. And I was like, really? You, that's like the easiest I don't know it's like you're talking it's literally like you're meeting somebody new and you're picking their brain yeah simple as that speaking of meeting somebody new <laughs> the, Las the Las Vegas Raiders uh, have a have a new head coach yeah they, he's the they, man they, they cleaned house as they say yeah, yeah they uh, got rid of McDaniels promoted uh, is it Antonio Pierce yes yeah um and the locker room seems, seems to love him. I mean, victory cigars for a, what are they, three-win team, four-win team? <laughs> Max Crosby turning up. Um, no, I think it's, I'm happy to see it, honestly, but it's kind of crazy. It's literally almost like night, and it's pretty very comparable to the Matt Patricia scenario with the Lions. Like, 
Nah. Oh yeah, just kind of the free yeah, at last, like, yeah, like weight free off at your last. shoulders kind of thing. I can't believe another organization fell for the Patriot way again. Like that's kind of the ideas I had towards it. I don't know. For me, it's like it's such a indictment on Josh McDaniels and and like Raiders ownership for bringing him in because um when he replaced uh their interim head head coach, I think it was Bisaccia. Yeah, Rick Bisaccia uh, or something like that. Yeah, he. Their interim stepped in after, you know, the Gruden thing and led them to the playoffs. Yeah. And they thank him by bringing him, bringing in McDaniels. And now, you know, he lasted 600 something days as the Broncos head coach, lasted about a few hours as the Colts head coach and lasted just a little over 600 days as the Raiders head coach. I don't think he's cut out to do anything other than be a great offensive coordinator in New England. Yeah, <laughs> like, in in New England. I don't even New know England if he's only. capable yeah. of, yeah. of doing it anywhere else. And I will say this about Antonio Pierce, though. After his introductory press conference, I was like, okay, like, what do we get? Like, <laughs> who did they give the job? What did Mark, Mark Davis just give the job to anybody? But then he kept talking. Like, I think I, you know, I did what people did to Dan Campbell for his introductory press conference. He was riding high off emotions. He just got a job. And I think, and now I'm starting to really like kind of enjoy him, like especially seeing how the players feel about it. And it is like, like you were saying with Patricia, like it is the complete opposite end of the spectrum for a coach. Like McDaniels, Patricia, Patriot Way, very come in, do your job. We're not going to thank you if you do it well. Um, To the ultra emotional players, coaches that, uh, Pierce looks like he is and Campbell is. I know a lot of people are will never get behind those coaches. I know people are like old heads and like will be stuck in the like, you know, you gotta coach these players a certain way. Like I'm a players coach guy. I don't like I think that's I think getting people to buy in is how you get the most out of a team. And I think you can't get people to buy in without building relationships. It takes a really special non players coach. Yeah. Like I think a players coach is maybe can elevate a team's floor higher yeah easier than a non-players coach but it takes a really special like i i don't know what i would call it like a like an old head coach mm-hmm. kind of thing yeah. uh like a belichick you know there aren't you probably can count on your fingers how many old heads like Ron Rivera is probably a nah. nah he's a players coach yeah, for sure. The, Riverboat the, Ron, man. Well, Andy Reid comes to mind, but also semi players coach. I think of the Miami Dolphins head coach. Oh, he's Mike McDaniel. He's, he's in yeah. a category of his own. He's, I just think yeah, he's player. so funny. He's just a, <laughs> like, he's just so him. Funny. Andy Reid's a players coach. Sirianni's a players yeah. coach. Everybody to an extent is. Let's try and think of one non players coach. The Steelers. Um, the McCarthy. Steelers, Mike the, McCarthy okay. is in a player's coach. No, he's not. Yeah. The Steelers head coach. I don't feel like he talks to media a lot, but everyone still loves him. He's a player's coach. Yeah, for sure. He's a player's coach. He tells his like uh, boy, yeah. He tells his players where like like he he knows he knows how to get like he may not like kiss his players' ass, and I don't think like not that Dan Campbell does or anything like that, but like he's a tough coach, very tough coach, maybe one of the toughest in the league, but like. He'll show his players love. He'll let them have fun, and he'll let them be themselves. And I think like that's really the key. Everybody except for wide receivers seems yeah. to, seems to love. You Mike know, man. Tomlin. Everybody wanted to like love and give George Pickens flowers after his. Like, I think we're seeing right now why he went in the end of the first round. Second, I think. Second, yeah. yeah, I think we're seeing that. Like he he has attitude problems. Like yeah, like I yeah. This he, will happen to anybody. Like, there's so many wide receivers who have career. Like, there were a lot better situations for him to go into than right. the Steelers. And you might, you know, if he goes to, I don't know, the Rams, he might be being talked about as one of like the top twenty, top fifteen receivers in the league right now. But because he went somewhere with a bad offensive coordinator and a young quarterback, yeah, he's like. I gotta get out of here. Like it must be frustrating if you're him, but like that, like you can't. He also know. dropped a touchdown in that game. Like yeah. he's he's so upset that Deontay Johnson is getting like schemed up red zone targets. Like 
My my yeah, brother Johnson in Christ. went two years without a touchdown, yeah. <laughs> bro. He, he did his time. Like he he literally he got his red zone target and he dropped it. It went through his hands. Like yeah. I don't know what more he wants. I'm not a big fan. Like, bro, just do your job. Do your job. I don't know. <laughs> I'm fine with talking if you do your job first. But when you're when you're doing all the stuff that George Pickens does and you have like I just feel like well, he hasn't it? even been on catch for a negative yard. <laughs> right. But like there's just so many people like like a guy like I'll compare Devontae Adams. Like he's not a diva to, in my opinion. Like yeah. he he stayed in Packers, you know, he's toughing it out and for the Raiders right now like he's not doing a hold or like whatever he is. Like George Pickens is his second year. Yeah, bro, just chill out a little bit, bro. Just let give it some time, I guess. Like, and that frustration from Devonte was so warranted too. Yes, if you're talking about yes. the Lions game, oh yeah, he had like he had like eight targets and he had one catch. No, I would. Yeah. That's not. Yeah, the point I was getting at was more of a compliment to Devonte for. Yeah, absolutely. For like, because there's a lot of like George Pickens, it's two year second year in. Halfway through his second season, he's already like over his team. It looks like like deleting his Steeler stuff from the social yeah. media. Like, oh, Kyler did that right before he signed a five year extension. Kyler, don't get me like, started on <laughs> Kyler. I'm not... I felt like the Steelers have had their bad rap of players that could have been phenomenal, but then like got all in recent history. Kind of like yeah. diva. Yeah, diva I mean, in their well, head like, and left the team, and I'm AB... like, really now. AB was phenomenal. I mean, yes. he was the best receiver in the league for like a yes. good at least three years. And it, till the day he walked, till the day he threw his pads off the field and walked off, he was one of the best receivers in the yeah. league. <laughs> and like Le'Veon Bell was incredible too, and yes. like deserved to get paid. And at the time, I was supporting the holdout because I thought he Me could too. just come back like nothing happened. I was very much. I was, actually, was I wasn't sad. supporting it because I took him in fantasy that year. <laughs> <laughs> I, I was I, somewhat supporting it. And the next year, I took David Johnson. The year he broke his wrist against the Lions in like the first week, man, brutal. Yeah, but no, I I think it's on the up and up for the Raiders. Hope I think yeah, like I, it's really just about whether what decisions they make next. Yeah, my if, thing is, have the Raiders ever really? I mean, besides the eighties, have the Raiders ever been good? No, because no? ownership. It's yeah. it's the ownership. They have you seen themselves Mark Davis's so haircut, Mia? No, I have. That's not the haircut of a man that knows how to run a football team. <laughs> no, it's not. It's the, it's honestly probably one of the first. Oh <laughs> Look it up. Look up Mark Davis haircut. It, it looks. Mark well, Davis he haircut. honestly might cut it himself. I that. <laughs> I think he like takes turns having his grandkids cut it. Oh my gosh, it's a bowl cut. <laughs> I don't even. It's just bad. Oh my god. Can you flip like? I want to see this. That's that's. Yeah, it's know. really something. <laughs> it's like a it's like a three-year-old like an eight-year-old's body like uh shout out mark davis though for what <laughs> i don't know casey wants the, what has he done i don't know abandoned me, oakland give me money i think I, honestly at this point i think all teams will be abandoning the bay area besides well the, san francisco, they're not abandoning no. san fran I mean, everyone's Oakland, abandoning maybe, like Oakland. Athletics, yeah. yeah. Well, and the Warriors moved a few years ago I mean, from Oakland back to San Fran. You know, he's worth two point three billion dollars. Yeah, he can so. cut his hair out of them. I guess when you that, imagine, yeah. If I had two two point three billion dollars to my name and somebody made fun of my haircut, I probably would be. Like, I, yeah, but I'd probably like get a expensive haircut if I had two point three yeah. billion dollars. I really wonder, like. <laughs> There has to be somebody picking his brain about it. Like, yo, what's up with that, man? <laughs> hey, carrot top. Yeah, what's going like, on? Whoa. <laughs> you ever think of maybe like just parting it to the side at all, or is anything <laughs> other than that? What's going on with the bangs, man? Yeah, They're like seventy. <laughs> Why are they so short too? Like, <laughs> oh, so many questions. Uh, anyways, Yusuf, your team had a bye week yes. this week, so you think what is man. that? Prospects. By you, by weeks used to be like a celebratory reason in Detroit. It used to be like a guaranteed. Yeah, they couldn't week lose we that do, week. Yeah, <laughs> oh that's exact. And this week, it's like nah, nah. Like I want to be back at it. Like next week, we play the Chargers at the Chargers. I'm so not worried. Like it's that's crazy how not worried I am. Because I don't. They don't scare me. I see what they do against teams that are worse than us. 
you know, they better bring their A game because we are. And I, Dan, Dan called and told me. He said Jonah is going to be ready. He said Frank might be ready. Don't know. Uh, Demo, we'll see. But no, Lions are going to be back. It seem be... like Dan told you much. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was more just checking how he's doing. It wasn't really injury. More, anyway, of, a, more of a personal yeah, off-the-record kind of thing. Exactly. <laughs> um, but no, I think I'm, I'll be really excited for for the game this week to see. I expect them to play their best game of the season. Coming off a of bye week, as healthy as they've been since week one, probably or since week two, probably. It'll be fun to watch. That's what well-coached teams should do, right? Yeah. Is play that best play a very clean game in that week after the bye. Yeah. And, man, perfect time for the bye week. Couldn't have drawn up a better time. Yeah, a lot. Of, they've, they've been banged up. Yeah, but then, the and then after games. that they do the Thanksgiving game. So. Yeah, and we'll get another, like, long week. Yeah. Have you ever been to a Thanksgiving game? I went to one. It was against the Vikings. Was it cold as hell? Um. No, it's Ford Field. Oh, it's indoors. Oh, sorry. <laughs> it was cold outside. Um, I, I'm sorry. I'm used to f- outdoor I'm used stadiums. To stadium, outdoor it was, stadium, sorry. It was cold outside. But, um, yeah, uh, it was the year. I can't remember the exact year. I was in high school. It was the year Slay picked off, blocked the field, the game-winning field goal at the end, but he was, like, way offside, so it didn't count. Oh, so my. Minnesota got to re-kick and yeah. made the field goal. But I'm going this year. You really? Are? Yeah. Man. Wow. Today this um, year is going to be one of the best years to go to in a while. Who, who yeah. are they playing? The Packers. Packers. My uh my uncle's um girlfriend is a Packers fan, so yuck. <laughs> so <laughs> yuck. so we have some fun stuff. Um my other uh uncle or cousin or something owns a bar in Detroit no, so we're gonna we really need there. to deep dive it's on gonna be fun. Ben's, Ben's un- life <laughs> Ben's uncles my mom like... my mom's side of the family goes crazy was, well her dad had 10 siblings so I have like a oh. crazy amount of uncles and they do cool stuff a lot of the time that's pretty <laughs> sick deep history like oh my god week nine on water boys we'll be looking <laughs> deep into Ben's Ancestry. family com. lineage <laughs> we'll be finding out where they come from <laughs> what they do and <laughs> much more. <laughs> my, my cousin's uh, mother has season tickets to the Lions, and they're going to the game this next week. And I'm like so jealous. I'm like, damn. Oh, against the Chargers? Yeah, no, like the week afterwards. Oh, okay. Um, I thought you were gonna be like your family, and but that wouldn't have made sense because season tickets are in Detroit. Well, Sorry. I, I honestly have no desire to go to SoFi Stadium. So. Really? It's nice. Yeah, it's, it's like, like a spaceship. Beautiful. I know, but it's like it's the, like, I've might heard, be the nicest stadium in the country. I've heard horror stories about getting out, and I'm like... <laughs> no. Uh, yeah. Getting out. It's LA. In Are you not used like, to traffic by now? You've, like, you're I, from LA. <laughs> it's actually not even... Like walking out of the stadium. My 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 dad had my dad and my oh, brother okay. had to pay a hundred dollars for parking. That's one thing, wow. but like it's like a maze. Like you know, uh, like uh, LCA is very like straightforward. A, it's like, like a ram. That right, and yeah. it's shares almost the same parking lot with um the Forum, which is oh uh, yeah. I didn't uh, know the Forum is where Magic Johnson used to play. Oh yeah, yes. original home of the Lakers before the. The crypto.com or GTA five. Yeah. Isn't yeah, the that's, forum? That's what no wait, is that supposed to, I think No, so. that is supposed to be the forum. Yeah. Yeah. Not the Staples Center. Or is it supposed to be the Staples Center? Forum. I think it's the forum. for shape of it is forum shape. Okay. Yeah. And it's by the airport, which the forum is. <laughs> right. That's okay. also why it's heavy traffic. Yeah. Because yeah. it's literally twenty minutes away from LAX. So I'm just like that's a good location. LA is actually like a different world. That's why it so is, many. Truly. Oh, that's why so many road fans take over Chargers games. Because yeah. it's right next to the airport. You can fly into a LA weekend. That's what we did. Go we, right before you fly out. That's I, great. I, I, I guarantee you there's going to be more Detroit fans yeah. than there are Chargers that's fans. How, I can guarantee it. When we went two years ago, when it was Stafford's first game against the Lions, I went to that game and um, oh, wow. I stayed in an Airbnb in Inglewood. Which is the I stayed on Crenshaw, yeah. Wow. Yeah, Crenshaw is like a in a gang affiliated neighborhood. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, because yeah. yeah, um, Inglewood has the rolling sixties. Inglewood has some really rough parts to it. Yeah. If you don't know where you're going. So, but it was just so many 
Lions and Rams fans in the area that it wasn't even really dangerous. So we were on yeah. Crenshaw. Everybody was wearing blue. It wasn't a problem. <laughs> oh my gosh, I just realized that. Everyone's going to be wearing blue. They were like, oh, we Might got reinforcements shot. this year. <laughs> They're like, where'd we get all these reinforcements Wait. from flying it all over the place? Do the, the Lions, what's their away jersey colors? It's still white That's and white. blue. White. blue. Not gonna have any interferences. I mean, the, the Chargers are white. No counter. No. Yeah. No. no <laughs> what do you call it? Conflict of interests. Oh, uh, that's man. That's hilarious. Uh, <laughs> that's really fun. Have you? Uh, have you ever been to a Thanksgiving game, Yusuf? Yeah, when David Blau started. No shot. Yeah. Oh, that's <laughs> my dad. My brother, like two days before that, I I don't think David Blau was supposed to start that game. My brother, like a couple, maybe a week before, was like, "Oh, you want to go to Thanksgiving?" I was like, "Yeah, man! Like, how am I gonna say no to you? You're offering me this awesome experience, yeah." And then, like one quarter, first of all, we started that game with a deep bomb to Kenny Galladay, and we were up. And then I was like, "Wait a second. I was like, "It's a Thanksgiving it's, it's miracle! Like, what, what's going on?" And then we had like 50 yards of offense yeah. the rest of the game, and I was like, "I want to go home." So, uh, speaking of your brother. Uh, my one of my favorite NBA teams recently traded James Harden. Sixers. Yeah. Mm-hmm. How do you feel about the uh the James Harden trade? As a big Harden fan, I'm a big Harden fan, but I want as somebody who, as a big Harden fan, wants him to win a championship. Part of me doesn't like the decision because I think he would have had a better chance with your Sixers. And I enjoyed watching him on the Sixers. I was honestly like a bandwagon kind of Sixers fan. Yeah. Like I was, I'm a big Joel Embiid fan. I love Tobias Harris, former Piston. Like you guys were fun to watch. It gave me a, a reason, a root for somebody. So like now I have to totally like jump ship and like pretend to root <laughs> for the Clippers. Clippers like I don't really care for them. The, James Edwards the, the is Clippers a Clippers fan. Is he? Chargers. Yeah. Really? Yeah. No way. Grew up a Clippers fan because of uh, Sean Livingston. I don't know why I know that. Um, <laughs> mid-range king, mid-range legend. But, uh, you know, it. I feel better about the Sixers' chances. Now Without that Harden? Harden's gone. I don't feel good about the Sixers' chance. They're not yeah, going to win anything But it's almost year. like when Harden's on, it's like you almost feel cursed. Yeah, I don't know. I think he's... Not because it like, it's just... He's kind of, he's a, at this point in his career, he's a ceiling capper. Like... You, I don't think he contributes to championship basketball because he is so disinterested in ever like moving off ball. Yeah, I think I think what you're saying is hard to argue. I think, but I don't think it's impossible. Like I just was watching this on like in my last class. I was watching his highlights. Like the skill is, it's not it's not where it was when he was in Houston, but there's skill there. I mean, yeah, he's still. He's I just don't James know Harden. what he needs. I think it's somewhat of a mental buy-in to some. I don't. I think he, it, it's hard when you're one of the best scorers of all time. Like, how are you gonna just one year tell yourself I'm gonna switch it? I'm gonna switch up what I've been doing my whole life. Like, I don't know. It's yeah. hard to put your ego to the, the side. And the the Clippers have um, they've invested in guys like that the last year because I mean they brought in Russ and basically told him you're not allowed to shoot. Yeah. You know, go grab offensive rebounds and play great defense. Watching Russ play basketball is. <sighs> but that's, I think it's interesting. The Clippers like playoff aspirations. I think a lot of people are saying it's a pretty easy like first round exit for them. I I think they could go a little deeper yeah. if they're healthy and if James Harden can like buy in to. Sort of a, in the way that Russ did, like, yeah. Emphasizing his best traits and allowing the stuff he doesn't do as well to just be completely absent from the game plan. Right. Like, if and, you can go more primary with PG and Kawhi and have Harden move once in a while off ball, and it was just so you know, weird last year. He never did that. Like it was never an he was never off ball. But there were times where he did do that, where he made it seemed like every time he touched the ball, he was making the right choice. Yeah. Like, I mean, it's a very small sample size. But the two games he 
went off in the playoffs against the Celtics. Like, looked as good as he's ever gone. He he looked as good as he's ever looked. And it's just like, why can't we consistently do that? What is it? You know what I mean? Like, what? Like, it's, I mean, and it's as, it might be as simple as like, hey, like, you make one shots one day and you miss shots the next day. Like, Michigan State shot 5% from three. Are they going (laughs) to ever do that again? Probably not. Like, stuff, like, I don't know. It's interesting. Speaking about Michigan State basketball, um, how do you feel about them losing their very first game of the season to a nobody team? Well, okay. I'm gonna let Ben take this one away. Okay. Uh, first of all, some qualifiers on James Madison. They are <laughs> they are the favorite to win the Sun Belt Conference this year. So we will. I mean, what is the Sun Belt Conference? The Sun Belt Conference is a Division One conference in both college football and college basketball. It's probably like the ninth or tenth best conference in the country um in terms of like overall athletics uh maybe maybe like 10th to 12th um either way they are picked to win that conference so we'll probably like the odds are we'll see them in march um not michigan state but like just watching march madness um their football team's really good too it's a twenty like twenty thousand people go to that school. It's not small. Yeah, and they have a bar stool JMU page. They, there is a bar stool Dukes. <laughs> bar stool yeah. JMU. They have a bar stool um, oh my! So yeah, they're. I mean, they're not complete sitters, but like uh, Michigan oh. State should have beaten them by. Yeah, at least fifteen. The fact um, that we shot five percent from three missed, I think sixteen free throws and still lost by one point in overtime shows yeah like it says a lot in itself yeah but i just i don't know how a team can have that kind of the 60 percent from the free throw line five percent from three point did you hear that and by the end of the game they were just not shooting jump shots because they were scared to like how are you shooting that bad in your own building did you hear? This is where you're supposed to be used to the sight lines and everything, and and comfortable shooting. Like Sunday night, they had a practice, a practice strictly based on like shooting and free throws, specifically free throws. I'm pretty sure Izzo said in his press conference, they track everything. It was the highest they had shot free throws all year. Pinky jinx. I don't know what it is, man. <laughs> and, um, and then they go in. They sh- that's the thing. Like, what can you do? You the the day before in practice, you hit the highest percentage free throws in the next segment. It's like. Basketball is a sport where it's truly unique in that sense, where it's like some days you're you just hot don't one got minute it, and then you're not hot the next. Like football is a little different. Like if you bring that same energy week in and week out, like you'll probably get the same something, production. Yeah, something that Michigan State's done a lot in the last few years when they've lost is get completely like they show up completely unready to play, and in the first five minutes they go down by more than ten. They lead turnovers by by five plus. They mi- they miss all their shots. They turn the ball over for for the first like five minutes of the game. And the whole game is playing catch up. Yeah, and the whole game is playing catch up. And a lot of times they do catch up. Yeah. But I don't know what it is about this team, especially with the amount of seniors and juniors on the roster, that they can't lock in in those first five minutes of the game. Nobody probably thought about losing that game until maybe like. I mean, first half, I was yeah, but like second half, overtime. I think everybody was like, ah, we got it. Like, yeah, they, yeah, they're keeping it closed, but like, we'll just keep pulling mm-hmm. away and like, da 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 da. And, and then, then, and that's why they came back. And I think the people on the floor, the players felt the same way. Like, ah, like, we're, we'll get, you know, we'll, we'll get our buckets. Like, Cohen will go put a put back. Like, there was clearly times in that set, a second half, especially where I'm not going to call out anybody individually, but like, there was straight up lack of effort and focus, like on defense, like guys yeah. watching the ball, missing no. assignments. When and, I, after a time, I mean, I was on the floor, yeah. so I, I saw a little more than the people on TV would see. Yeah. After one of the last possessions, not you said, not gonna name names, but like, yeah, two players came over to one player and ratted him out, and they were like, and and the player who did something wrong didn't necessarily say it was my bad. He was saying like, like da 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 da, and it was yeah. like, bro, come on. Come you on. think they're not flowing as a team yet? No, and I don't think that's necessarily yeah. an issue. I it's think, November. I mean, it it's, is November. It's the start of the season. Yeah. I understand. Three fresh, one. three like top-notch freshmen that are expected to play a lot of minutes. And Carr did play well. Yeah. 
Izzo said um, he was the only one who played well. So, so especially on the offense. You think they're just they're just working out the kinks? Yeah. No, I don't think it's time to freaking set this place on fire. Yeah. It's one loss. No. I think people. It's just like it's just like it's a it's kind of like a a domino effect. It's like okay, like they do play Duke. In a, in bring them on. How are you gonna beat Duke if you can't beat the Dukes? That's my question. <laughs> That's a great question. But uh, college <laughs> basketball is crazy. It really like because it's the thing. If we hit our shots, we're beating them. Yeah. Um, Graham Couch had a hilarious uh, tweet that I actually really agree with. Uh, he said if if a mid major comes in uh, to a power five program and beats them, or not even beats them, if they lose by less than ten, the the power there should be a rule that the power five program has to go to their gym the next year and, and play and play it again. That's a cool I rule. like that. I wanna go to I wanna go to uh James, James Madison. Madison. <laughs> I wanna go to They're, Virginia. Oh wait the people they had um like the first three rows behind James Madison's bench was all purple. And I, where is where is James Madison? It's in Virginia. I don't okay. know. Okay. I was like <laughs> where, where did these James people Madison? come from? And they were all oh my God. They were a rowdy dude. After the game, we all know that one song, Walking Your Trap, Take Over Your Trap, that everybody loves to play after, you know, upsetting somebody. Locker room blaring. And it seemed like they just had it on repeat. Every time I walked by, it just... They were prepared. <laughs> they came back out on the floor yeah. to take pictures after. One of them they, came, they one of them oh came out. Gosh. One of them came out on IG Live, and I'm like in the back of his IG Live, while he's like, what are they talking about? He's like, what are they talking about? Like, we, I find basketball like, Bro, like, players really like to do that. I would do it too, though. That's why I'm not even mad. Yeah. I would have been. I would have been. I would have been even worse. You just had like ten thousand people screaming at you for forty yeah. minutes. You don't think you'd tell yes. them? Hmm. They deserve it. They hmm. deserve it. The student section is very rude. They say like terribly disrespectful things all game long. Like you, if you win as a as every a, student oh, section, no, that's what I'm saying. Though, like I if you win as an away crowd, you you earn every right to do whatever you want. I believe every athlete, like within reason, has yeah. You know, has the absolute right to celebrate, talk their, talk their shit to the fans. Yeah. Beep. <laughs> um, what was I gonna say? You know what? <laughs> the, you saying that like shout out Pat Beverly for that one celebration. Uh, after they won, <laughs> what was it to get in the playoffs? Yeah, it was, they won the play-in. <laughs> yeah, bro, that might be one of the like the best videos of all time. It's, it's just man. Because, you know, like, how are you going to tell him not to feel like that? Yeah. Even though it's a little funny, it's a little corny, but, In like, no. fairness, they were, like, the 10. I think they were the 10. Yeah, yeah, and it's Minnesota. When do they ever get to the playoffs? Like, this was that was big for them. And they wanted to sit there and make fun of Pat Bepp for jumping on the scorer's I mean, table. I mean, it might have been a little much. <laughs> but, on the scorer's table hey, and took his shirt off. They loved it in Minnesota, and that's all that matters. The best part is that all the other players were going, like Anthony yeah. Edwards is just <laughs> like, as hype. Like. Yeah. Well, speaking of fan culture, um, I want to talk about the Eagles because I came across this video, and um, I just find that Eagles fans are... Um, they, they, I feel like they're on record to be the most... Oh, the up, wedding. No, I saw the most, Sorry. Wait, wait, wait. Sorry. Stop it so I can play. Uh, the most obnoxious. I feel like they get obnoxious a lot of hate. Obnoxious is harsh. I just think they're like they're. They the, get a lot of hate. They're scary. So I think they're scary. This, this happened, and I find it. Oh my gosh. Do you take Rob to be your lawful wedding husband? Hiya! Oh, Robert. Give her Bosa. Bosa. When's your Chargers game this week, Bosa? Yeah, awesome. so that actually happened in a tailgate, and the uh, official Eagles account reposted it. Yeah, they did. So, <laughs> I mean, yeah, they're they're the best. Dedicated. Man, they're the I best. I found fans. a girl who loved the Lions as much as me. You could catch me doing the same thing. <laughs> really now? Sorry guys. I had to no, I was just. I was like, Yusuf like, hates the Eagles. He's walking <laughs> off. No, but I mean, like, hey. I think you. I think part of the cool things about wedding is like making it a little bit unique to yourself. Like, I think this is a little underwhelming for my liking. <laughs> you wouldn't get married outside the link. Yeah, yeah, no, like maybe like, no, like I don't know. I'd have something like, I'd have I'd have like whoever sings the national anthem for the Red Wings to come sing at my like. You remember Karen Newman from the Red Wings games? 
She used to hold it down. Shout out Karen. <laughs> I never Newman. paid that much attention yeah. to who was singing the national anthem. But I will say you, the Eagles account, as someone who studies social media and stuff, they're doing fantastic with their accounts. Chargers is the best though. They just brought the Eagles normally did that with the wedding. But they also brought in um like two like older cup like an older couple and they gave him a sideline pass and it went viral because the mom called her daughter on the sideline and was like guess where we are guess where we are and i guess like everyone wanted to see the daughter so they brought them back and brought the daughter you brought the daughter but they brought them for the press conference and they met all the players and the coach and they oh, got it on tape. I'm not and I was gonna like, lie. I said that's so great for the <laughs> Philadelphia Eagles organization. I'm not gonna lie, Ben. Seeing stuff like that just pisses me off. <laughs> pisses me right off, Ben. I'll, I'm looking right in the camera. Where's my sideline pass, man? Where's me and Ben's sideline pass at? You gotta get lucky because they literally. I know. Were, they were just in the crowd. There were as people were coming into the stadium, right? Yeah. They were just like, "Do you want a sideline pass?" And they're like. Yeah. yeah. The luckiest I've ever been was that day we got the bobblehead at the Red Wings game. That's the luckiest I've ever been. Shout out, Red Wings. Yeah. And then there was a moment. Um, I don't know. Did you guys watch the USC game, football game? Yeah. This weekend. Mm, I saw Caleb Williams. Okay, though. that's what I want to talk you mean, about. You mean the Michael Penix game? Because. <laughs> yeah. You mean the Washington, put some respect you on. mean the Washington game, right? This is Caleb Williams. Yeah, his, the crying. Yeah, the. <laughs> so. <laughs> why did they put music over? I bro? think. It's so extra. And they're honestly, as someone who, like, sees it as like that's a hard moment for him like oh like that's an endearing moment for his mom like the mom was covering from the camera but then i saw other takes on the internet like he's a cry baby like no nah, dude overreaction it's, it's like it's like yeah you said give me your take okay yeah no, no i just won't it. talk to the next <laughs> 10 minutes <laughs> <laughs> go on go on, go on. I, Sorry. I think it's like it's so unfair. Uh, Max Duggan crying after TCU lost. And this is a, what a lot of people have been posting on Twitter. But Max Duggan crying after the TCU loss. Everyone was like, you know, how can you not feel for Max Duggan right now? Like, he just cares so much. And then Caleb Williams is, you know, emotional after a loss. And people are like, this guy will never make it in the NFL. He's too soft. Like, I don't know. Um anything it shows how much he cares yeah like they're the same thing and i think it, it is also has a bit to do with the fact that max duggan is white and that caleb williams is black yeah and paints his nails a bunch of stuff yeah there's a bunch of factors that make people you know feel differently but my take is i love caleb williams for crying i don't think he's a crybaby but i'm never gonna feel bad for somebody like that yeah i don't feel bad for him I i'm mean, never he's... gonna i'm never gonna feel bad like like yeah, what what me and Ben have to deal with is like as <laughs> like regular like the, the the daily struggles of like an average college student is probably a lot not harder but like we like everybody has their own struggles you know what I mean so it's like it's like At I empathize day, with him but like he's going to the NFL yeah he's gonna be a millionaire day, he's gonna make I pray that he stays mentally healthy and that he lives a good life but. You know, I don't feel bad. There's children dying in this yeah. world. Yeah. Right? Yeah. I think it was because I heard commentary on this. It was um that loss cemented the fact that they will most hundred percent won't right. make the. Yeah. Oh playoffs. yeah, like but even you, even if he wins, loses the national championship, cries like it's the same thing applies. I'm not gonna feel bad. Yeah, he's gonna go first overall in the NFL draft and make a lot of lot of money. So like he's gonna be okay. Um, he lost a football game. Yeah, it's all right. The best quarterback doesn't always win the national championship. Usually doesn't actually. And Tom Brady's uh, last, uh... this year though, the best quarterback will win the national championship when Washington. Okay. I like. That. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> I thought you were about to say something. I thought, I thought you were about to say, say something. something else. Yeah. that yeah. would have been very controversial coming from this room and this building on this campus. No, oh, dude. You're talking about Michigan. I, yeah. Oh. I don't get this. I some of the some of the NFL. 
like talent uh scouts talent prospectors i guess not the because they're not like, scouts. like the daniel jeremiah's of the yeah, world yeah but um Mel. have been sort of dropping Penix, like like he's not him yeah like out of the first round conversation I think saying he's better like, than jj, JJ mccarthy is in there I think there's a few quarterbacks better than J.J. McCarthy, and there's a few quarterbacks Duggan? between Penix well, Duggan, and McCarthy. Um, but I, think Penix, on... I think Penix might be the best NFL, uh, like, ready-to-run NFL system quarterback in this class. Um, Do you have a comparison? He's like, man, the, well, because he's a lefty, he makes me want to say Tua, but he's got such a bigger yeah. arm than Tua. I mean, he... Does he have feet? Can he run? He's got feet. <laughs> um, he's, he's got both of them. He's got two feet, this guy. Uh, a left and a right one. Yeah, I don't know. He kind of... That was the chair. Uh, he kind of like a, like a Justin Herbert. Okay. Almost hmm. to me. Who's, how good is Drake May? I, I don't know. I don't trust... Think back to the last like ten basketball school quarterbacks. Not that this has anything to do with Drake May individually, <laughs> but like I, yeah, North Carolina, Duke, Kentucky, Kansas. I don't trust their quarterback. <laughs> I don't feel confident scouting many positions in football, other than wide receiver. I think I have a good eye for wide receiver. Like I, I don't know why. I think about like quarterbacks. It's like. This guy looks pretty good to me. <laughs> it's all it's, it's all system dependent. It's that like, too. um, I it's it's hard for guys to make plays outside of systems, and that's what makes Caleb Williams so interesting. Is USC system has kind of sucked, yeah, this year, and he's still no. been the incredible. stuff he does is crazy. Yeah, the stuff he just does in scramble drill is yeah. wild. I remember um, this one time yeah. I saw him do like a, it was a sidearm while he was going back. It was like that, and it was around the defender, and it was just like that's absurd. Like it was like it was like it was like a Matthew Stafford, like Patrick Mahomes level sidearm. I was like, this guy, this guy's real deal. But no, Caleb Williams, uh, feel better, man. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what to tell you, bro. Crying to your, you know, three million dollar yeah. nil deal contract. I. I Wipe your tears with some hundreds. That's the thing. Like, I think it's stupid people are coming at him for crying. Yeah. I think it's stupid people are seeing him cry and feel, like, genuinely bad for him. He lost a football game. The bottom line is this world is full of stupid people that care (laughs) way too much about everything. Oh, my God. That's true. (laughs) Like, just watch the video and squirt. Like, if you commented on the Caleb Bill, (laughs) if you drop, if you. Delete your account. Yeah. Like, just stop. (laughs) If you comment on anything like that, just stop. If you comment Nobody. on this video, delete your account. <laughs> Nobody reads them. Oh my god! The one AI bot that liked your comment <laughs> didn't agree with you. They're I'm just trying to get you to subscribe to their. I've been catching AI likes on tweets recently. Oh, I'm loving it. Me too. <laughs> I get like an AI follower a day on Instagram. I'm like, keep it coming, keep it coming. Oh, okay, you, you said uh... Your beloved Red Wings accomplished something big this yes, past man. week. Yes, they sure did. And they brought down the Bruins. Mm-hmm. They were undefeated. Uh, I actually and they brought the Bruins my... down. And that was a big celebratory thing because that's a big moment for the Red Wings, I feel like. You're right. And I, I actually sna- I DM'd my brother the video of Caleb Williams crying. And my caption under it was, why are you crying, bro? The Red Wings won. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, my God. <laughs> so that's how I felt. Um. Yeah, first team to score over three goals on the Bruins this year. Wow. First team to beat them in regulation. Uh, they had the best penalty kill in the year. On the year, I'm pretty sure we Second scored twelve. Second loss in like almost over a year. Yeah, so. like we, yeah, we you know something light. Wait. Their no. second loss. No, what like in regular right. season? Oh, okay. I was gonna say they, not they right, lost not, to not, Florida four times. Not, not <laughs> Wait, playoff. what's the? Oh, since 2023? Yeah, they didn't lose at all. Really? Wait, no, that's not true. That can be true. That's not true. No, they went undefeated. They did not go undefeated last season. Yes, they did. From January 1st to April, they went undefeated? Yes. No way. No, they They won the President's Trophy. They won the President's Trophy. They They had the most points, I believe, in NHL history. That's right. They had... 
and I they swear won the president's they went trophy. Undefeated There's for like no shot they went undefeated last year. <laughs> I don't know. I'm like not all saying like all it sounds. 82? It seems no, not oh, all. 82. She's saying since January first. Oh, okay. but I still don't. I just still don't know. That's still like three months of undefeatedness. All right. I'm if gonna, Mia's I'm right on bring this, up their twenty twenty. You told me so. I just I'm just having. Schedule. I just know they went a very long time without. No, that would yeah, be losing. That, no one scored on incredible. them. Like that's why when they lost the first round of the playoffs, everyone was, was like, surprised. No, they were. The, oh yeah, they were the they best were the... team in history by points. That's not arguable. I just don't know if they didn't lose right. a game in the second half of the season. If they did, man, <laughs> that might be the best run in NHL is regular season run in NHL history. Yeah. I remember when I was a kid, find the Red Wings won twenty six home games in a row. Nah, they lost uh they lost three games in March. Yeah. Yeah. I mean still though. They, I mean that's still pretty good. No, that's, <laughs> nobody's they had it they did win like their last five before that playoff series. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but the Red Wings are sick. Um, Dylan Larkin's the man. He's finally got some goal score. I mean, not to throw any shade at Tyler Bertuzzi. Like, Tyler Bertuzzi's the man, but, like, having Alex DeBrincat on Dylan Larkin's line has made all the world a difference. Lucas Raymond taking another step uh, in his career, you know. Is DeBrincat still leading the league in goals? I doubt it. It's been like a week but since Larkin's, he scored. Yeah. Larkin's up there in points, right? No, I just sent you a photo. The about... way Larkin operates and plays hockey, it's like he's just gonna get it. He's gonna get points almost every night. No, because I sent you a photo of like Larkin on the. He was like leading in points. Yeah, that, that's what to... I'm trying to find right I now. Keep... I don't think he was leading. I think he, he was, was like third. Definitely I think third. Hughes yeah. is leading the league Lead. right now. He's hurt now though. I know. Oh no, he's not even what's it called? He's not even top ten. Oh, uh, he might. Oh, he's t he's tied for four. Yeah, that's. But I mean, like, oh, you see how it is. Like, he's lost his lead. If he gets like, if Larkin gets two points tonight, then he'll be in. Dang it! Let's see gotcha. goals. Who is leading in points right now? Um, Elias Patterson on the on the Canucks. Shout out Elaine. I know <laughs> the Canucks though. <laughs> the Canucks have two of the top fives. Wow. Good for them. Alex Zabringat's fifth or tied third in goals. I used to like the Canucks. I was a big Roberto Luongo guy. <laughs> I remember I was really rooting for them heavy when they played the Bruins in the in the playoffs. And do you remember how Vancouver like burned down after that? Like the, no. the city of <laughs> the city of um Vancouver, you know, excuse my French, showed their butt, you know. <laughs> they really like were flipping cars, burning crap. Like yeah. they were I was like, bro, it's Canada. Like, I thought you guys were supposed to be chill over here. Like, like North Lansing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's Canada. Northwest Lansing. It's Vancouver. Forgot. <laughs> no, but yeah. Um, what were we talking about, though? So, the, how they won against the Bruins. In... Oh, no, no. I was checking to see if... Oh, um, Larkin. Yeah. His points... Where are the Canucks in the standings? Wow, second. They're, they're actually doing good, which I'm kind of really shook about because they were terrible last year. I so know. I don't understand how and, that flipped. And happened. you really like, I don't like, do you ever wonder like, lately I've been like, are teams good or is it just like, especially the NFL? I'm like, even with the Lions, like, is it, can I celebrate yet? Like, are we a good team? Like, is yeah, it going to phase mean, out yet? Like, you know what I mean? I think like, it's pretty safe. You go into week 10, six yeah. and two. That you're you're pretty solid team, yeah. But no, I mean you could still lose out, but they're not gonna. <laughs> yeah, but think about it. We had two wins at this time last year. One win, and then you went on a yeah winning yeah. streak. I'll never forget. I walked into uh, my class last year. It was like this one random like IH class, and this kid I like befriended over the course of the year just by sitting next to him. Like we would talk about the lines every week, and I came in after we lost to the Patriots. Like. That Monday, and I was like yeah. so defeated. The Bailey Zappy, and he was like, "Hey, man, like, what do you think about the Lions?" And I was like, "Bro, like, leave me alone." <laughs> yeah. like, why are you asking? Him? And he's like, "No, bro, like, you never know. Like, they could win. Like, he he literally was like, really? they could win the rest of their games." And I was like, "Yeah, okay." And they almost did. Didn't they go like eight and one? Yeah, I was yeah. like, "This guy is right." But no, um, Mia. There was a development yesterday that happened in you. You. Don't follow baseball, but no. there was something that really massively happened. And um, Chicago oh. fired David Ross as their manager, 
and they put out a statement and everyone, I guess, was in a frenzy on Twitter because it was just such a sudden. Well, talk to did me, you me. see who replaced him? No. Craig Council, the manager of the Brewers. And the city of Milwaukee is basically burning effigies of Craig Council. Like they're. Uh, what was that? Burning what? Burning effigies. Like. Building statue. Oh, like, so he was the man they, over basically there. Basically, they hate him. Yeah, Craig Council played in Milwaukee for a number of years. I think he was drafted by Milwaukee. Uh, I'm not a hundred percent on that, but I know he played there a long time. And then he's been their manager pretty much. Uh, well, not pretty through this whole good run that they've had the last uh, five six years. And. Um, yeah, he accepted a deal with the Cubs, so the Brewers' rival, uh, division rival, to be the highest-paid manager in baseball. And the um, the owner of the Brewers, I, I don't know the exact quote off the top of my head, but he basically said something along the lines of, he's dead to us and wow. the entire city. Oh, my like, gosh. <laughs> and so, so uh, yeah, it's a heated... Um, very salty time in Milwaukee, and the Cubs are... Well, David Ross was a fan favorite of yeah. the city of Chicago. If you don't know David Ross... Yeah, he Ross, was their old catcher, right? Yeah, he, yeah. Won, the he won the World, World Series, Series with them. them. He was a fan favorite. Like, everyone loved him. So when he became the manager, people were like... Was he a bad manager? No, he was, he was a good manager. They actually... The Cubs should have made the playoffs this year. They lost, like... a while they lost something like nine of their last 10 and missed the playoffs by like a game. Yeah. And I honestly, I don't think that was all on Ross, but um, that kind of collapsed and they were disappoint- uh, disappointed enough, I guess, that they were saying, you know, we got to go out and get a manager that we think can be a game changer. And council's been pretty consistently thought of as uh, one of the better managers for the last few years. So he's a sellout. Yeah, going to your rival is um, pretty crazy. You don't see that a lot in baseball, an active manager leaving a club uh, to go to another one, especially within the same division. But it's, I mean, it's the paycheck. They made him the highest paid manager in the MLB. I want to know how that business works, though, because it's like under the table type of like, you're still in that organization, but then you get an offer from the next organization. I wonder if the people like, Kind of like the closer people to it, like the players, the front office. I wonder if they all understand the business aspect or if they are. I know the owner said what he said, but I wonder if there's any people who understand it, like in a business aspect and don't put emotions into it. There's also like. He. Oh, sorry, I lost it completely. No, okay. I'll get back in that same spot so you can just cut that easily. He... There's also like. <laughs> again. That was just I couldn't resist. Amnesia is a really I couldn't I couldn't, <laughs> I couldn't resist doing that again. Um, he also might have been running down his uh secure job security in Milwaukee a little bit. They've been good, but they haven't been great. They've lost in the uh, playoffs a lot of times. So kind of saving his own butt. He could sense. yeah he could have had something of an ultimatum where it's like. If you don't get it done this year, we're gonna have to reevaluate a contract extension or something. And then he gets a five—I think it's a five-year offer from the Cubs. And now uh, he gets to be like, yeah, the man. So, uh, job security is big too, and uh, I'm sure he's happy to be the highest-paid manager. And he's pretty deserving of it too. I think he's—he would be one of the first five guys I'd think of if you asked me who the best manager in the MLB is. Well, thank you, man. I don't think I ever would have. <laughs> I think I probably would have lived <laughs> the Never rest of my known. life without ever knowing about this well, manager I, beef. I got because one of my um in my digital team, she's from Wisconsin, and the first thing she came up to me was like, "Are you seeing what's going on right now? The Cubs, like, it's, there's her. fire going." Because she was like, "Oh, like Wisconsin's like throwing everything's in chaos." <laughs> I was like, "Oh, so that's how I heard about it last night." And I was like, David Ross, like, I actually really liked David Ross as a human being. So I was like, oh, dang, like. Poor guy. Yeah. And yeah. And then the Cubs, like, tweeted out their statement and everything. And it's like, I don't think we ever got, like, what from David Ross, what exactly happened. But yeah. So he played um, 
he played with the Brewers in 2004 uh, council and then 2007 to 2011. So he spent, what is that, five, six years there as a player. And then he has been their manager since 2015. So that's eight, nine years. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, a guy that Milwaukee kind of felt like was one of their own. He's spent, you know, roughly 15 years in their organization. Okay. Well, you've gotten to the game part of this. And no, because they have a bunch of, if you just look it up, this website just has a bunch of tear making. Tear making? Okay, let's look up NBA jersey. If they have a city jersey, we'll do that. We'll yeah, they have the, yeah, NBA city jersey connect 23 to 24. All right, fuck it. All right. You want to make it together? Yeah. All right, me and Ben are going to work together on this. How about we each get it? We could just go one. All right, mm, we'll just start and I'll perhaps. like we'll, we'll start at one and I'll say what you think and we'll see what I think. All right. Okay, I'm gonna look on that is. I'm gonna look on mine so I can see it better, and you can just drag it. Bro, what is the first one? Rip City, Portland. All right, so we're gonna make a tier list of the NBA City Edition jerseys for this year. Here, I'm gonna have them up on here so we can get a big vid- a big picture here, and because uh, they're low key ugly. <laughs> a lot of them look at first glance to be Fs. Um, <laughs> Straight up. What is the Nets one? Is... The Nets is pretty funky. Um, so this Portland. Portland with the Rip City black and red. You know, as far as these go, I gotta like see the whole jersey. I don't want to rank like a Yeah. NBA New Jerseys. The Rip City. It's actually nice. Rip City? Yeah, I like it. Um, okay, I got a picture. Oh, yeah. All right, what's with the plaid what's on the, the, what's with the, plaid on the that, shoulders? Is that black? Like the base? Yeah. It's <laughs> it is. <laughs> Let's just fucking... Let's no, just... but do you see? There's like plaid on the side. All right, I'm going to give him a B. All right, well, let's let's do this. Let's mm. do this. Your top three. Top three city jerseys? City edition jerseys. Okay, top three best and top three worst. And right. bottom three, yeah. All right. All right, number one is for me... Well, I don't know. Give me Detroit. I think number one is Detroit. Detroit's up there. Theirs is so good. And the court that goes with it is so nice. I think we swagged it out. I also Um, love San Antonio's. Is that Um, the bottom one? So Detroit is that one also. Dude, they have like the they have like the font that's on the back of sorority hoodies. That's like wish you were here. (laughs) Like call me when you're home. Like that stuff. That's the San Antonio font that's on the front of this jersey, and <laughs> it is fire. It looks so good. It's so I really like, like 70s. Um, I think the Phoenix is like very like frat bro like <laughs> bar jersey all over it. The and it's kind of fire. It's fire. It is. Um, I like the gradient. Okay. I don't like the gradient on the numbers. I'm gonna be honest. I like yeah, it on the it's side a too though. Much. Um, and then third, what? Oh no! I, was... I think Boston's is pretty normal. Bro, something about Indies kind of is like speaking to me. Nah. Uh, I'm judging them because I hate the court. That too. I'm going to go Houston. So my three is Detroit, Detroit, Phoenix, Houston. I'm going Detroit. I'm going Utah's is really nice. Actually, I do like Boston's, actually. It's very old school. All right. I'm going Detroit. I'm going Memphis. I don't know. Everyone's hating on that MEM thing with, like, the three lines. I I like it for some reason. I don't know. I can't even find it for some reason. Oh, I see it. Um... I don't know. I like it. I think it's going to look really good on Jaron Jackson and Xavier Tillman. And so, no, but Detroit, San Antonio, um, Memphis is fine. I like Charlotte's too. 
Least favorites. Like Portland's. Least favorites. I'm gonna go Toronto. Um, Heat. Heat culture. That's just stupid. Is that what H Town is supposed to be? No, that's no. Houston. Oh, that's Houston. And then third least favorite is either gonna be like, say Minnesota or Atlanta. I'm or going Denver. The the five two eighty is so. It's stupid. so dumb. It's way too big of a number to I, have on a jersey. Yeah, and you're gonna have more numbers on it. Like, what's the five two eighty? That's a, yeah. That's number My, one actually. That's oh. the stupidest jersey ever. Heat no heat culture is the stupidest jersey ever, and the words they put on the court. It's so that's stupid. The thing is, the jersey itself kind of looks cool, but the no, heat culture dude. just totally kills no. it. No, it's like, it's like. It's when like a, when it's like other a summer pe- league jersey. when other people what say about the brotherly love one when, though when other people say you're the toughest team in the league it's cool when you say you're the toughest team in the league it's lame um the worst ones definitively are the mile high the heat culture and toronto or the city of brotherly love that one's awful too also new orleans sucks <laughs> All right. Most of the city jerseys suck. I'm going to be honest there. Like, what's Minnesota's? It's just like... It's water. Minnesota's. Is like, it's like a glacier. It's like... <laughs> it's like a glacier. Anyways, though, guys. I also hate Milwaukee's. All right. We love you. you know. <laughs> the roundabout way of saying um, the That's Connect it. jerseys suck. Hope you guys... right. Designers get some new uh, material. Well, thank you for listening to another Me week. And-